0: Well, today we're wrapping up our series entitled Included. Because we believe that with God, everything's included, and through Jesus, everyone is included. But often, what I've noticed in our life of faith is sometimes we just get just enough of Jesus to make it through the week. We come to service, we get filled you know, by the presence of God, and then we go through our week, and then slowly but surely, our faith begins to weaken. We, we begin to have challenges throughout the week. And then we come back in the next weekend just expecting a jolt from God. I think many of us were settling for status quo in our spiritual life. God didn't create us just to, to survive, He created us to thrive. But the only way that we can actually thrive in life is if we include Jesus in every part of our life. Every day, every moment, every decision, every conversation, every business decision, every relational challenge that we include him in. And that's the challenge I have for us today. That we would include God in every moment of every day of every day of our life. Because I believe that if we do... We're going to have a life where we thrive, where we move forward, where we experience the power and the presence of God. Don't settle for status quo in your spiritual life. Thrive today. Advance. In fact, I've titled today's message, Accept the Upgrade. Accept the Upgrade. I want you to say it with me as a statement of faith welcoming him in. Accept the Upgrade. Accept the Upgrade. We have the privilege today to accept the upgrade. And the upgrade is not more things, it's not more stuff, it's Jesus himself. Because Jesus is the upgrade we all need. We all need more of Jesus today. I don't know about you, but I woke up today knowing I need Jesus, and I just believe that if we just say the name of Jesus, we're welcoming him in. Can we just say the name of Jesus loud and proud? Jesus, say it again, Jesus. I believe that if we welcome him in, even here now, he's going to deposit in our hearts exactly what we need and more, except the upgrade. But sometimes we struggle through life, like I said. Let me give you an example. For several years, my wife and I, we've had one internet service provider it's not by design, it's by default, it's the only one. There's actually two in our neighborhood, but there's one that we've been a part of. And frankly, we haven't been satisfied with the service that we've received from them. For you see, they overpromise and underdeliver. We're praying for one speed of internet, but we're getting much lower than what we're paying for. And we've been stuck for a while, why? Because the equipment they give to us to bring in the internet signal is outdated equipment. And it's the only equipment that's available. So we're paying for one speed, but the best we can get is about halfway or a third of what we're paying for. And so today, actually this week, a new service provider came into our neighborhood and I said, hallelujah, we're so grateful for a new internet service provider. And so we had the option to switch and what do you think that we did? No, we stayed with the same one. No, I'm kidding. <coughs> we switched. Why? Because they offered us five times the speed for the same price. It's the same, it's the same thing in our faith walk. Many of us were settling for a dial up faith when we can have a high speed fiber connection with Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Don't settle for less than you're entitled to. Many of us, what we do is we come to church and we just get enough service to make it through. But God has better for us. In fact, we have to welcome him in. This week, I welcomed in the service technician to bring in the signal to my house. Why? Because the fiber was laid in the ground, but the guy had to come into my house to bring it into my house. And the same is true for Jesus. We have got to welcome him in so that he can make the full connection. We need to allow him to make the full connection in our life so we can get everything that he has for us. Don't settle. Don't settle. Accept the upgrade. You deserve the upgrade. And God is here providing it to you. In fact, at the end of service, what we're going to do is we're going to give you an opportunity to accept the upgrade, who is Jesus, into your life. And then we're going to step into a moment of worship where I believe he's going to whisper things to you where he's gonna gonna return to you dreams and visions that you have. In fact, I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to move powerfully during our worship moment. In fact, I think that there's some of you who've been praying for the infilling of the Spirit and I believe he's gonna provide it to you. Because we need the full expression of the Trinity. We need the Father who gives his plan and his will. We need Jesus who makes us come alive. And we need the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, to empower us to move forward. And I think the three of them are here to minister to you and I. And we need to welcome him in. We need to accept the upgrade. We need to welcome him in and allow him to move us forward. So get ready. Get ready for what God has. I want to invite you to join me in 2 Peter chapter 1. Open up your Bible, open up your Westover app. Just want to say again, in our Westover app, if you haven't downloaded it yet, I invite you to do it. Why? Because there you can find uh, information about events, how to give, uh, what we have coming up for you, designed with you in mind. And also on the front page of that app, what we have is we have a group experience. There's... There's ice, icebreaker questions. There is a unique video from me to you about this specific message and some questions that you can use with your life group or you can use it to discuss this conversation with a friend of yours. We invite you to lean into that. We want all of this to be included in your life. We don't want you to leave here the same way you came. We want you to advance in your life and grow in your faith. But let's look at the word of God and let's discover how Peter Learned how to accept the upgrade. Because Peter was a lot like us. He had some problems. He had some challenges. He was missing out. And he failed to realize that he was walking with the upgrade that he needed. I want to encourage you. Don't walk through life and ignore the upgrade who is Jesus who's right next to you. I don't know who that's for. But some of you, you've known God for a long time. And he's saying, will you welcome me in? Will you invite me in? Will you allow me to change your life? Will you allow me to make a make a difference in your life? I believe he can today. 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 5 through 9. This is what it says. For this very reason, make every effort, say every effort. <clears throat> make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control. And to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection. And a mutual affection, love. What he's saying is add what you need. Goes on in verse eight. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, say if. If, if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, then you will keep, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But, listen, but whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Peter is saying this. There's some things we need in life. There's some things that God wants to include in our life. I'm just inviting you to pause for a moment and decide in your heart that you're gonna let him include whatever it is that you need. In fact, I think some of you, some some of us, what we need to do is we just need to say, God, I want you to include everything that's missing. I want you to include everything that's missing. Maybe that's just a private prayer right now, but allow him. Allow him to bring what you need. Peter was missing out because the upgrade was right available to him, but he didn't welcome him in the way he needed to. Let's keep moving. Here here are three ways to upgrade your life. Number one, add what's missing. Say it with me. Add what's missing. Add, Add what's missing. Verse five through seven says this, and I'm gonna read it, not just to gloss over it, but I'm gonna pray that God would highlight what he wants to add that's missing in your life. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. Sometimes in life we're missing out because we're missing something. Sometimes we don't have exactly what we need. A couple years ago, I decided to do something really nice for my wife and I made her brownies. Not from scratch because I'm just not that good, but you know that three ingredient brownie mix that has the brownie mix and it says add oil and it says, you know, add an egg. So I knew that she was about 30 minutes out so I mix it all together and I put it in the oven and then I pull it out and then it just didn't look right. I couldn't put my finger on it. In fact, I did put my finger on it and that's how I knew it wasn't right. It's like, what is wrong here? How can you mess up a three ingredient brownie mix? That is really hard, okay? I've got a PhD, but definitely not in baking, right? This is not gonna work. So I look around and I decide to move the box, the empty box of brownie mix. And lo and behold, behind the brownie mix box was the egg. I forgot to add. So my wife got home right when that moment happened and she said, oh, great. And I said, no, don't eat those." She said, why? I said, because I messed them up. And she looked at me saying, how did you mess that up? I said, I don't know, babe. And and I think she said something like, it's only you. Like it, it could only be you to mess it up. Here's the point, sometimes in life, we're one ingredient short from what we need. We may have a lot of ingredients in our life, but sometimes in our life of faith, we're just missing one thing that'll make our life better. Just like brownies, going, brownies go from being a blessing to a bad idea when they're missing one ingredient, sometimes our life, we're missing out on the blessings that God has for us because we're missing one ingredient. So I just invite you to think for a moment, what is it that God wants to add to your life? Is it faith? Is it goodness? Is it knowledge? Is it self-control? Is it perseverance, godliness, mutual affection, love? What is it that's missing? That if we're added, would make a difference? I believe God's whispering that to you right now. I invite you in in your notes to just write down what it is that he's whispering to you. And then as you're writing it down, I just invite you to, to say this prayer. Say, God, add to me what's missing. I believe that if you do, he'll help you. He'll help you because he wants to add what's missing in your life so that you can have a a better life. Let him step in. But sometimes we have to make the effort. Just like Peter said, make every effort. Sometimes making every effort means making the first move. Guys, those of you who are married men, we had to make the first move move right we had to ask her out it's the only way I could have gotten Danae there's no way she would have come and asked me out that's not how this thing works I had to ask her out I had to make the first move the same way in faith we have to tell God I'm willing to make the first move I'm willing to come to you be willing to make the first move if you're willing to do your very best God will do the rest if you're willing to do your best God will do the rest let him add what's missing in your life Number two, here's a second way to upgrade your life. Extend your vision. Extend your vision. Look at what he says in verse nine. But whoever does not have them, speaking of these qualities, they are nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. When we don't have these ingredients in our life, it allows the enemy to, to control what we focus on, what we focus in on. The enemy, he wants you to be blind or he wants to limit your vision. He wants you to see what only he is showing you. He wants you to see your sin. He wants you to see your past sin and he wants to tempt you to sin into the future. Why? Because if he can keep you sinning, he can keep you from God. If he can keep us sinning, he can keep us from God. And sin will always cost more than you wanna pay and it'll take you places you never wanna go. Satan wants to block your blessings. He wants to block your blessings. He wants to steal hope, life, God's word from your heart. And he also wants you to see your sin and only your sin. And when we miss these components in our life, these essential ingredients, what happens as he says here, we forget that we've been cleansed from our past sins It causes us to be nearsighted and blind. Many of us were wondering, why am I not advancing in my life? It's because we need to allow God to extend our vision. The problem is, is that we don't realize that we're blind even though we see. Let me explain. There is a difference between sight and vision. For you see, sight is seeing in the natural, but vision is seeing in the supernatural. When we when we look through our eyes, our natural eyes, we, we see and then we understand. That's how our brain works. We process it after we see it. But often what happens with spiritual vision is we understand and then we see. We understand and then we see. For you see with God, we will always sense before we see. Remember that verse in Psalm 23 that says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. There's moments when the lights go out, but God's voice is still there. So how do you move through the dark seasons of life? You close your physical eyes and you open your spiritual eyes. And the first component to spiritual vision is listening. We must hear his voice. I'll put it to you this way. With God, you will always hear him before you see it. Whatever it is that God has promised to you, you'll always hear Him before you see it be fulfilled. And some of us were wondering, God, why haven't I seen it? Well, God, why haven't I seen it yet? And He's saying, I just need you to listen to me. I want to tell you what I'm about to do so that when it happens, you know it's me. God wants us to listen to Him in the dark so that He knows He can trust us when the light turns back on. He wants to know that he can trust us in the dark or that we can trust him in the dark so that he can entrust to us what he wants to give us in the light. We need to allow him to step in and make a difference. Sometimes what happens though is we focus in on what's right in front of us. So how do you extend your vision? Simple, you talk to God. You talk to God and this is what you say. You pray a prayer or something like this. Jesus, I need you. I know I can't see the future. I I can't see what's right in front of me, but I trust you. And I'm choosing to listen to you. And I believe that you're gonna reveal in time what it is that you have for me. But right now, I'm gonna choose to listen. I'm gonna choose to get close. And if the door isn't open, I'm gonna party in the hallway with you. I'm gonna believe that you have got exactly what I need. And the truth is, is that God wants us to be dependent on him in the dark. So when we step into the new thing, he knows that he can trust us. Let him extend your vision. Let him advance you, let him move you forward. I wanna say this to, to the next generation. In Acts two seventeen, it says this, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, Your sons and daughters will prophesy. That means they'll speak under the authority of the Holy Spirit, the truth of God's word. And then your young men and women will see what? Visions. I believe we're stepping into a season where the power of God is moving and he wants to empower the next generation to speak the truth of who God is. And that's the reason why in the culture... Uh, young adults and high schoolers and students that the enemy wants to silence your voice because you're intended to speak the name of Jesus to your generation. And he wants to give you visions about what he's about to do, what he's going to do in your life and what he wants to do through your life. And I just invite you to lean into the presence of God. We're we're gonna be a church that champions faith in the next generation. Why? Because our mission is simply this follow Jesus and love people. Follow Jesus and love people. Follow Jesus and love people. We worship God here at church, we're following Him. When we worship him at home with our family, we're following him. When we give to Kingdom Builders to help Convoy of Hope, we're loving people. When we serve in ministry, we're loving people. When we give generously to this house so that we can give and make a difference in the lives of students and kids, We're loving people. We have the opportunity to live out our mission, the mission that God has given us, and we need to be about his mission today. We need to let him move in our life. We need to allow him to champion faith in the next generation. I believe that the move of God is gonna start in the next generation, and then it's gonna sweep to the rest of us. We celebrate faith in them, and God's gonna move in us. Here's a second way to upgrade your life. Grow your capacity. Grow your capacity. This is the third way. Grow your capacity. Look what he says in verse 8. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I believe all of us, we want to be effective and productive. I know many of us, we have our to-do list Where are my to-do list folks at? The ones who want to check off everything and you just want to check it off and make sure you get through the list. You want to get her done. You want to make sure it gets done. Sometimes the reason why we're not making a difference and making an impact is God needs to grow our capacity. If you've ever felt pressure on the inside and it's coming from God, don't run away from it. Why? Why? because sometimes God has to stretch us on the inside so that he can grow our capacity on the outside. He needs to stretch us on the inside so that he can put more within us. And if God is stretching you, it's because he's trying to grow your faith. He's trying to grow your capacity. We must allow him to stretch us so that we can be effective and productive and make a kingdom impact. But many of us, what we're focusing on is we're focusing on being busy. But you know, busy isn't better. Busy is just busy. Busy is busy. We were created to be effective and productive. And I want to add one more. It's found in Genesis chapter one. God created us to be fruitful. Look at what it says in Genesis 128. Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. God wants to be fruitful in your life so that then he can multiply through your life. He wants to be fruitful in your life so he can multiply through your life. We must let him do an internal work within us before he can do something marvelous through us. We need to let him increase our capacity to grow our capacity You're created to create. You're created to be fruitful. You're created to make an impact. That's why we're constantly inviting you to serve. Not because it makes a difference for us, but it allows us to partner with God with what he's doing, not only here in this church and in our community and around the world. We want you to be a part of what God is doing. That's what this is all about. If God is in your life, he'll make a difference in your life. We're inviting you to step in and to step up and to step into what God has for you. So how can you grow your capacity? Let him work, let him work. Let me illustrate this. A couple of years ago, I was having a very busy week. And you know, you have a very busy week, you're running and gunning, you're, you're burning the candle at both ends and you're just stressed and you're facing challenges. During this specific week, what happened is I got to my car, I'm about to come to work and I try to turn on my car and guess what? It doesn't turn on. My ever start battery lost all of its start and became a never start battery. And when you have a battery that doesn't work, what happens? You lose AC, you lose power steering, you lose the ability to move forward. And so I invited my father-in-law to come over. He lives right down the street from me and he jumped my car and got me going. I'm glad it wasn't a technology issue because I love my father-in-law, but he's not good at technology. It was a mechanical thing. He jumped my car and that gave me just enough juice to move forward and go get a new battery. And when I got to the place to replace my battery, the gentleman asked me, do you want the same battery? And I said, no, I want the upgrade. I want the better battery that's going to last a long time because I don't want to have these problems anymore. And here's what I realized. Some of us, what we're doing is we're coming to church and just letting God jumpstart us. And we're doing this each and every week. We're letting him jumpstart us and jumpstart us. And we fail to realize that God wants to upgrade our power supply. And God wants to be the power that you need. Let him upgrade you so that you can be effective and productive for him. Let him move in your life. Accept the upgrade. And as I close, I want to invite all of us to stand, set aside every distraction. I want to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus, to accept the upgrade. God's right here, right next to you. And he's speaking to you. You may feel the tug on the inside. That's not me. That's him. And I wanna give you an opportunity to accept the upgrade who is Jesus in your life. So here's what I wanna do. I'm gonna lead us in a prayer. But before I do, I just wanna share with you that, that saying yes to Jesus and accepting the upgrade is as clear as ABC. It's A, admitting that we need Jesus, because hey, guess what? We all need Jesus. B, it's believing that his death on the cross was sufficient to pay the debt of sin that we couldn't pay, but that he didn't stay dead, he rose from the dead. And see that we confess from our heart with our mouth out loud that we want him to be in charge of our life. So I want to give you that opportunity today. I want to invite every head to, to bow and every eye to close. We're going to give you an audience with the Lord. Here's what I would say. If you know you need Jesus and you want to accept the upgrade, on the count of three, I want to invite you to raise your hand. You're not, you're not joining this church. You're becoming a part of the family of God. One, two, three. Yes, hands all over. Yes, God sees you. God knows you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for moving in the hearts of your people. Here's what I want us to do. I want us to say a prayer together. Just welcoming him in, accepting the upgrade. Let's say this together loud and proud, everyone. Say, Jesus, I need you today. I believe in you. Forgive my sin. Give me a new life. I set aside everything that gets in the way of you. And I choose to follow you. Be in charge of my life. Today and forever. Today I choose to accept the upgrade. Who is you? In Jesus' name. And everyone said? Amen, amen. amen. If you just said that prayer for the first time, can I just say welcome to the family of God? I invite you to text New Life to the number on the screen. We want to help you journey in your walk of faith. But I want you to know this moment isn't over. I want you to know this moment isn't over. If, if you said that prayer, I want to encourage you to take our Faith Essentials class and move forward. And our prayer team is going to be available at the very end. But right now, I invite us to step in and worship the Lord. Because I believe his presence is about to move And he's saying I want to be in your heart Not just right now but for the rest of the week So can we just welcome him in Can we raise our hands And just welcome him in Let's pray real quick and just welcome him in Jesus You're welcome in this place We invite you in We invite you to move We invite you to do what it is that you want to do You're welcome in this place You're welcome in our hearts Oh Jesus I know that you're right here Jesus, Jesus, I just invite those of you who know how to pray in the Spirit that you just begin to pray in the Spirit. And for the rest of us, can we just say the name of Jesus? Say, Jesus. Just say, Jesus. 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 Jesus, you're welcome in this place. You're welcome to move. We ask that you'd provide the upgrade that we need. Lord, I pray that you'd move on the hearts of your people today. In Jesus' name, And everyone said, amen.